Hello and welcome to the whole nine yards. I'm Keaton Smith alongside just brought Krusky again today. This week as we missed Draven Bridgman last week and we're going to miss him again this week. He's actually out with food poisoning so hopefully he's uh, on his way to recovery. We'll be seeing him again here in a few weeks but again the this is now the second week of the post Super Bowl um, stardom I guess the off season. We uh, have a little bit of news here to kick us off. We're going to go through a little bit of uh, how we think the first uh, 10 picks of this draft are going to go, the draft being in a few, or uh, about two months from now. Uh, we'll go through some situational stuff and just uh, some cap room issues about some certain teams that I have lined up. So, Brock, if you want to kick us off with news you want to talk about first here, go right ahead. Well, yeah, we just got some current events here. It's kind of been common knowledge for a while now that Daniel Jones is asking for 40 to $45 million annually. I just think that's insane. Like, I don't know about you, but... Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Kyle Brandt actually said something very wise about it, and I'm a big fan of Kyle Brandt recently just because mm-hmm. he's, he speaks the truth. Uh, there is no middle class for quarterbacks. There, there literally isn't. Like, the way they are paid, you either are paid as a backup or a veteran or you're paid as a top ten. There's literally no – Right. It, it's ridiculous how, how Daniel Jones is asking for that much money. Yeah, that's uh, – um, I've heard a lot about that. He he wants what? We said 40 to 45 million. 40 is, to is 45 the, the million price. dollars. That's, that's so much money. And if and if he actually gets that, that contract, that will rebuild the, the quarterback market. It's going to reshape it in a lot of ways. And if that contract does go through somehow, we I think we need to go ahead and build the Brent Beach statue outside of Arrowhead because you give that's yeah. a crazy contract for Mahomes then. Well, that's my issue is that like I think Geno – is going to ask for a little bit less than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that puts both those franchises in a gridlock. Because if you think about it, if Daniel Jones just flops next year right. and you're still paying him $40 million annually, same thing with Geno Smith, where do you go from there? You've literally ruined your franchise well, that's, because that's, you owe so much dead space. That's why I'm a big fan of this year for the Giants giving them – like I would give Daniel Jones a one-year contract. I don't know how much you're going to have to pay him for that. But if he – he's going to have a make-or-break year. This next upcoming year, for me, anyway. Yeah, I think that. Uh, here's the thing: is like he sh- there's no there's no justification for paying him forty to forty five million dollars. There's nothing no, that you can say exactly for that's, somebody that like I understand he he made leaps this year. I think part of it was because of Brian Dable. I was gonna say Brian Dable. But the reality of the situation is, I, I don't think he deserves forty to forty five million dollars. Forty five million is so much money. When you're playing worse than Alex Smith did, then you're not right. uh, you're not you're not gonna command top ten money. Sorry. Yeah, that's um yeah if that if that uh, goes through it'll be like the, the wide receiver the Christian Kirk contract. Christian Kirk had. really ruined everything. Yeah, he did kind of ruin everything. But uh, my thing is like if Daniel Jones doesn't get that extension with New York He's not going to get it anywhere else. No one's going to pay him over twenty. In That's any what I'm other saying. Situation. I'm like, I, I don't. If you're trying to go somewhere else, I don't know where else you're going to go to get this massive house of a contract that you want. Because I think they're they're going to play like a game of chicken, and if they lose to the Giants, then they're going to be like, okay, fine, we'll take twenty five million a year. Yeah. Because nobody else is paying you. Le- no one's paying you more than twenty five million wherever you go. I know there's a lot of quarterback needy teams, but. They've seen Daniel Jones tape. They know what he's done. He's capable of. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I wouldn't. Uh, he's just not worth that much money. And there's nothing you could possibly say to justify that. I agree. Uh, uh, based off everything we've seen these last four years, it's, just, it's not justifiable. But I agree. And um, 
Is uh, you got anything else? Yeah. Uh, well, we've kind of I, I said something about it in the group chat last week. Mm-hmm. The Zeke contract situation is mm-hmm. so interesting to me. Yeah. Like he's owed a lot of money next year, but the Cowboys are demanding that he takes a pay cut, and his agents are actually going to the scouting combine to determine yeah. whether or not they are willing to take a pay cut, which is really weird because they're basically saying, okay, we're going to scout our competition, and if we think that these guys are better than what Zeke is now, and if the Cowboys have a better option in the first round, mm-hmm. potentially, then we'll take the pay cut so we can have that running back one status. Yeah. That's, um, so what does he want, $16 million? He, he, I think he's getting paid near that next he's year. He's getting paid near $16 million. That to me is like eight, like eight times the amount that you're going to be able to win a Super well, Bowl. For, for pays off paying a running yeah, back. The thing is, like, you really don't have that much left. Like, there's been scouts no, and analysts not. that says that there's not much left in his legs. I agree. And right. he's he's last season he found his niche as a short yardage running back. Yeah, which like okay, fine, but sixteen million dollars for like a what? short yardage running back is absolutely insane for a first and second down running back when you have to- Tony Pollard who can break through for rips of twenty five yards and catch out of the backfield. No, thank you. Yeah, no, not not worth it even remotely. Even I know he's been a franchise guy, but that is way too much money. I don't think he's he's there next year at this point. He I, may not. Like, where do you think he would go? But who's gonna Who's gonna pay him that much money? I no one's pay. gonna pay him that much money. That's my thing. Is like, but okay, where would then. he go hypothetically? Hypothetically, he would go. I feel like he'd be he'd go to like a rebuilding team, and they'd just pay him like a little bit more than they need to. Like, I feel like a rebuilding team would give him like four or five million a year. Panthers maybe. Yeah, somewhere weird. Panthers, like Cardinals, maybe. I don't know. Something weird. Yeah, Panthers, Cardinals, uh, off the top of my head, like those three, maybe Raiders, if they don't strike a deal with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, if, jo- if Jacobs doesn't come back, which I don't think he is, then maybe they go Zeke. The Zeke Bears route. is a possibility. Yeah, I was thinking Bears, too. But yeah, it's just a really unique situation because I've never heard of a, of a scouting or an agency going to a scouting combine to assess whether or not it, their their representative needs to take a pay cut or not. That's just <laughs> that, odd. That That's is odd. crazy. I've, I haven't heard about that either. And, man, those agents are so thirsty to pay to try and get Zeke paid because <laughs> $16 million for any running back is is crazy to me. I, I Unless it's, like, obviously Nick Chubb or someone spectacular, but Zeke is past spectacular. He has been for a year or two now. Yeah. And there's no denying that. All right, so – Aaron Rodgers, he came oh, out of his right. darkness he came out of his, out retreat. Of his, uh, yeah, like the he's, the closet he was locked in. Yeah, for he's on his Jesus days. type beat. He went yeah. and like lived under a rock for three days, and Jesus all of a sudden he's beat. resurrected. Yeah, this is the second coming. So of Aaron Rodgers, I'm just not. I'm. I'm. I don't know what what is gonna happen from here. He's such a weird guy, man. That, dude, I don't know what <laughs> happened to this man. Like he just. He seemed like actually like a stand-up guy. He was a super good, you know, he was dating Danica Patrick. He was, you know, winning winning a lot of games. He won a Super Bowl, and I don't know what happened because it's – that divorce must have really messed with him because I, he's I just, not been the same since. I'm just confused on what his future is going to look like because I know that Green Bay is done. Green Bay has said yeah. that they're done. They are going to move forward. Jordan I would be Love. too. $50 million is way too much money, way too much money. But like to not even make the playoffs. Yeah, as it stands right now, I mean, <laughs> like we can go not make the playoffs with Jordan Love. <laughs> like, 
I don't I don't get it. I think they'd be better off with Jordan Love at this point. Like I think they force yeah. a lot of their playbook because it's Aaron Rodgers last season. You could be right. And like they try to force the downfield throws with the receivers they do not have. Mm-hmm. And with Jordan Love, they they were playing solid football. Give give the guy that you traded up in the first round to get a chance because the Utah they State yet. They have not yet. I that was a crazy trade up still, but you know. Yeah, still got to give him a chance. He was a first-round pick a few years ago. Yeah, I agree, but like, I just think it's it's just a really odd situation. I don't really have an opinion on it at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not I'm not Me too neither. familiar. It's just like, okay, man, we got to go lean one way or another. I feel like we've been on this edge for like three years about exactly. whether or not he's gonna leave or not. Just leave or retire or do something because I'm so tired about hearing if Aaron Rodgers is gonna leave or not. It's been they've like it, they've been edging it for three years. It's yeah. It just needs to come to a conclusion. I think we're getting closer to that day. Um, but yeah, and then uh, something else that was interesting to me is that the New York Jets told Derek Carr that if he signed with them, then he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He, he could become a first ballot Hall of Famer. Here's that? here's two things. One that's not going to happen. Because he'd need a, a great four years for that. For that. He'd, least, he'd need like, a Super Bowl. With a few playoff runs. And an MVP award, in my book. Yeah, but the thing is, ballot, yeah. but, but they're not wrong about one thing. He'd literally be the most talented quarterback in franchise history. If you really think about it, they have not had a good quarterback in a very, very long time. You know, yeah, they haven't. Like, the best quarterback. Like, Gino could, was bad when he was there. Mark like, Sanchez was not great. The one guy I can think that like like old Brett Favre maybe, yeah. but Joe Namath no he was so he was, overrated yeah, it's not was even funny. But like he might be the best quarterback in franchise history. If that's he walked crazy to, New to York. think about. I know what a sad franchise. I'm so sorry, Jets fans. The most talented quarterback ever would be Derek Carr hypothetically <laughs> for him. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's tragic. I know, but like maybe Hall of Fame for their franchise, but I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, regardless. he has to go on a couple playoff runs and like win an MVP to be a first ballot Hall of Famer at yeah. minimum in these and like four or five years that he'd be there hypothetically. Wait, wait, I, I'm how old is this guy? Derek Carr. He's got to be 32. I was gonna least. say like 31 minimum. He's 31. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, he's thir- he turns 32 next month, so he'll be 32 by the time next season begins. Okay. So, but, yeah, you need to be an uh, old quarterback. Clock is ticking. Yeah. Clock is ticking, Derek Carr. Let's see something. So he's he's an unrestricted free agent, so he can go anywhere he pleases. So I, I imagine he'll be a Jet. Either if, a Jet or a Saint. That, if they really believe that they can turn him into a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't see why he wouldn't sign there if they're going to give him a shot and in, uh, in some money. Because if you're gonna give a fr- uh, if you think this guy's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer, you're gonna give him some money. Yeah, that's that's true. I think it's between the Saints and the Jets you're right now. You're probably right. You're probably right. I, I don't see anyone else signing him, <laughs> unless the Colts sign another old white washed up quarterback. Well, because both teams really need a quarterback in their situations, but neither of them have a prime pick to get one. So both those exactly. teams are uh, really in the loop for uh, a veteran at this point. Exactly. And then finally, the Cowboys have reportedly been intrigued with Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. which means they're kind of looking past Dak at this point, finally. But Yeah, I was going to say, some, I'm really interested uh, in that. scouts are looking at uh, C.J. Stroud, and I know Dak, uh, I would say C.J. Stroud and Dak have decently similar play styles. They, uh, I mean, they both are like pocket passers is their main trait. Yeah. So if... Uh, you just better hope he doesn't turn out to be another Dak. <laughs> I, I, I think my comp for him was uh, Derek Carr. 
ironically enough. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way he plays. Very, he's, he's a good touch quarterback, got nice accuracy. Right. Uh, his arm strength is middling, but it, it's got flashes there. Mm-hmm. He is a pocket passer, but he can be mobile at some times, just not right. very often. I said they, he ran like a 4-7-something, so I guess decently mobile. <clears throat> yeah, but the fact that they're intrigued with him, mm-hmm. like that, like we were discussing before the show. Yeah. Like, hypothetical trade in the, to the top ten where Dak is involved. Yeah. How much would that take is the question. Yeah. So what what pick to the – wait, who who would they even trade up to, to try and get? Who who'd you say they trade up with? Well, I mean, this at this point, I think it's between Houston or right. Las Vegas. You go to Houston, your brother was at Houston. They were the first franchise quarterback in Houston. Uh-huh. And I think I think Las Vegas is more realistic. I think that is too because I don't I don't think that I do agree with that. Like Vegas is probably a better choice. Maybe maybe Carolina mm-hmm. at nine, but Vegas would be a better choice. Carolina and, could also be a thing that happens if they if they feel like they have a roster pieces around him that could win right now. But the problem is Stroud might do. be gone by nine, so that's that's also a thing. And I think he will be gone by nine. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch this draft, by the way. This draft I, I'm is so, so giddy weird. about watching this draft. Just because there's so many quarterbacks and, and so many franchises are going to be changed with these, just within these top 10 picks, all these franchises. And um, we actually did our own top 10 picks. Yeah, I'm if, ready for that. If we're done with news. Yep. Okay. Let's just go pick by pick and we'll see what each other had. Yeah. So you go go ahead first. So with the first pick, I had the Chicago Bears. Uh, I'm not a big trade guy. I didn't do any trades either. This is just no trades. Just let's say things stay the same, who we think these guys, how we think this will go down. Okay. So with the first pick in the 2023 NFL draft, I had the Chicago Bears selecting Alabama edge Will Anderson Jr. My thing is I think Will Anderson is a generational prospect. He is number one. There is no doubt about it. I, I there's if, if there's anything else that anybody else is saying, it's smoke. Mm-hmm. There's not a better player in this draft class than Will Anderson Jr. No, I Jr. agree. I agree, but I also have the Bears taking Jalen Carter. I think they're going to go D-tackle. They're going to get the big guy. I was just talking to somebody about that. And, like, here's the thing. Jalen Carter is a talented player. Right. But And I understand that three techs are, are, are not something you come across very often in terms mm-hmm. of talent, especially in the draft. But I just think that Will Anderson's power is unfathomable for somebody that's 240 pounds. I, I feel like it's going to be like a Trayvon Walker type situation from last year. This this guy's going to be, like, number one for four or five weeks or, like, um, like a few months. Uh, like Aiden Hutchinson was, Jay, uh, Will Anderson that being, and then they're gonna you know kind of overthink it and just go Jalen Carter like Trevon yeah, Walker just, went I to just, the Jags. I just don't see it at this point. I think that Anderson is the clear cut guy. I think that Jalen Carter needs refinement. His pass rush is not quite there yet, mm-hmm. but Will Anderson's already a game wrecker. Yeah. Either way, they're gonna get help on that front seven, which they really need. So yeah, we can move on to number two. I think we both have the same guy. Yeah, with the second pick, I have the Houston Texans selecting uh, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Yeah, me too. I think that uh, this is probably the best case scenario for them. Uh, however, I am very interested in what his measurables are going to come out as because there's no oh, way yeah. he's six foot. They, there's they no way he's saying six foot. six foot, and people are saying like five ten. Oh, he's now. not. I, I doubt he's five ten and a half. That's. Yeah, because that's small for a quarterback. That's like that's Kyler Murray smallest. stuff. That's smaller than Ky- Kyler Murray is is five. Is Kyler Murray five ten? Five eleven maybe. I think Kyler Murray measured in at five ten. The thing is, if you saw that commercial in State Farm where they were standing next to each other, Bryce Young is shorter than him, <laughs> which means Bryce Young might be five nine. Bri- 
you know. And he's not 190 pounds. I'll tell you that right now. He might like imagine you take a quarterback like with a me, second bro. pick. I'm like oh, 5'11". I know. I'm gonna stand up. I'm five ten and a half. Uh huh. Yeah. Would you take a quarterback that is smaller and lighter than me? I'm like five eleven, like one one seventy eight or something like that. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't think I'd be drafting myself a quarterback. I can't lie. Well, the thing is, like, you know how talented this kid is. Yeah, he's, his he's game really, is great. Yeah, his games, his game is great. I like his film, but the size is a legitimate concern because if you're five foot nine and like a quarter, it's hard to throw over the middle. You cannot see the field. It's There's no way. The these guys, these linemen in the NFL are six three minimum. And when you got a rule, uh, Laramie Tunzel on the left tackle. Yeah. Dude's six eight. How are you gonna see over and your left tackle? You're not throwing anything to the left side. <laughs> How are you gonna see over your tackle that's a, literally a foot taller than you? That's that's insane to me. I yeah. just think I'm I'm struggling to process that. I'm just hoping like there's an over under right now on his height. People are making a joke oh, out really? about it. That's like, so funny. Over under five ten and a half because they list him at I six foot. I low key might take that under. Oops. They list him at six foot. There's no way he's, he's five foot ten. Foot. He's not six foot. I just it's really interesting to me. That is fun. That's such a funny situation to have. Either because way. there's also like a picture that Mina Kimes posted on Twitter. I saw that. She said she, she had five was... inch heels. But... Yeah, come on. Let's come on. <laughs> come five on. inch heels. No, you little, didn't. Uh, no, you did not. No, you didn't. You, she, if anything, they're like maybe two inch. But come on, not five inch heels, yeah. bro. Either way, uh, we'll move on to number three here. I this is I'm pretty sure you have Jalen Carter here. I had Will yeah. Anderson here. I think the Cardinals get a gift in Will Anderson. They get a solid edge rusher, which they also need help with their defense because that's a horrible unit right now but uh will anderson jalen carter we flipped so we have the same three guys in the top yeah i think jalen carter in this situation though it, it works out for him because they do they had jj watt retire and he could definitely flip to that side but i don't know how this defensive line is going to look now mm-hmm. because of jonathan gannon being their new head coach right um they do have my jai sanders who was a third round pick last year he had a solid ending to his rookie season uh, I liked his film coming out of Cincinnati last season. If you remember, I, I'm not entirely sure, mm-hmm. but uh, he's kind of he was on the come up. He's really solid, um, but I think that Jalen Carter is going to be somebody that really fixes up this offensive or defensive line. Yeah, and uh, would be a great fit for them. But I agree. If Will Anderson was here, then they get a they, gift. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we have Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Bryce Young, all in the top three. Number four, this should I have C.J. Stroud. Okay. Going to the Panthers. And I think... Um, Panthers, so you have a trade. Oh, not the Panthers. Excuse me. Colts. Yeah. Colts. Uh, CJ Stroud, I think they would just take... They, they run so much pocket passing stuff. I th- I feel like he'd fit in the Colts system well. So... Well, I think that... Uh, what is... I feel, I feel like they... You know, over, over the history, they've had, like, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, all these guys. I feel like they, they play in the same system. But they got a new head coach. Yeah. What's his name? I can't remember his name. I can either. So maybe maybe that does have an effect on this pick. I think I think that has more effect than the history of the team for sure. Well, yeah, I'm just... head coach's name. I forgot their head coach, Shane Steichen. What oh, am I yeah. thinking? Of the, the Eagles OC. Yeah. So with Shane Steichen, you just come off a Super Bowl run yeah, with, with Jalen Hurts, Hurts a dual threat quarterback. I think it is in your best interest to maintain an offense centralized around a dual threat quarterback. Therefore, I have the Indianapolis Colts at number four, selecting Anthony Richardson out of Florida. CBS Sports recently had the Colts trading up to number one and selecting. Was, Anthony. I I was going to talk about that mock draft after this. I was going to bring that up. And I think, look, listen. 
they're, they're his best player available, which I think that Stroud is a more refined quarterback than Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I think that would take him. That's the only reason. I, I think Anthony Richardson can be good. I think they would just take the more, the I guess, I guess slightly better tape on Stroud. I think that Richardson is a better fit. I think Richardson has a better – Richardson's Richardson has the potential to be better than any quarterback. The thing about class. it is whoever they pick is going to pretty much base their entire offense off how they're going to run it. Yeah, I think that if they pick young, they're going to – they're going to try to get more play action in there. Yeah. They're going to run through Jonathan Taylor. If they get Richardson, they're going to kind of replicate what they were able to do last season, which think about that. You have Anthony Richardson, a six foot four, 240-pound quarterback, doing an option play with Jonathan Taylor. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that could be dangerous. And that then, uh, then C.J. Stroud, that's more pocket passing what they've been able to do, but I think mm-hmm. that they need to switch it up from that because it obviously has not worked in the past. Right. So, yeah, uh, whoever whoever the Colts get, that's going to pretty much define their franchise for the next 10-plus 10, 10 years. Number uh, Number five. Go ahead first. So I have the Seattle Seahawks selecting Illinois cornerback Devon Witherspoon. Now this kid is uh, this kid is really solid. He's really shot up draft boards in the last mm-hmm. month or so, uh, to the point where he's the fifth overall pick. Uh, I think the Seahawks they have a good set of corners already. Kobe Bryant. They've got uh, Tariq Woolen. They're both yeah. rookies, but I think they really need that guy that could play on the outside as elite as Devon mm-hmm. Witherspoon I- can. I, because of that corner duo, I had them taking Tyree Wilson. Yeah. Uh, number number uh, number five. So I don't think they could go wrong either way. I think these guys are both gonna fit in well, no matter if they, no matter who goes to Seattle. But I think they would just take an edge over because you know that hey, Tariq Willen, top five corner in the league as a rookie. So, yeah. And Kobe Bryant had a solid season too. So it could go. It could definitely go either way. But then number six, I had. The Lions taking Devin Witherspoon because they need that help in the secondary. I do agree that the Lions do need that help in the secondary. I had them selecting uh, Texas Tech edge Tyree Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think that so just flip flop there. Yeah, I think that as of, as it stands right now, I mean they have that good outside linebacker that we were talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his uh, Houston? What's his first name? I know. Um, is it? It's like JJ. Is his name? Uh, we we watched James Houston. The James fourth. Houston. Yeah. James Houston the fourth. He had like six sacks in his final, the eight sacks in his final seven games. He yeah. was he was a great player, but he and is Hutch. not a sustainable outside linebacker. Like he's six foot one, two hundred twenty something pounds. And the thing is, you're missing a lot of power in that defensive line. And the one thing that Tyree Wilson brings is power. And I could see him relatively early in his rookie season being slid over to a five tech defensive tackle. Just because of how they run their defense, right. I think that would work best for him. He's got a lot of power in his step, able to split double teams really well. I think that would be a really good scenario for that yeah. defensive line that is that still needs help among that unit. So mm-hmm. I did have them selecting Tyree Wilson at six. Yeah. So uh, flip flop there, number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. Welcome to Las Vegas, Will Levis. <laughs> I think they. I Come think on. they would do it. I think the Raiders would mess up so bad to the point where they would choose Will Levis over Anthony Richardson. I just don't. I there's not a there's not <laughs> I a. Would so, I would cry. I would I mean, cry. Like I'd be happy as a Chiefs happened. fan if that happened because Will Levis just is not yeah, it in my that's, book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the Raiders are so terrible at drafting in the first <coughs> round. They have Excuse been me. over the past five years. They've been absolutely horrible at drafting in the first round, and I think that streak is going to continue with Will Levis going to Las Vegas. Look, I think the Las Vegas Raiders at seven are going to select a Georgia tackle Broderick Jones. I think they. They really need that 
tackle help. Offensive line was awful last season. It was terrible. It was inexcusable for how talented that skill player unit was mm-hmm. with Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Um, it was inexcusable, and all of that fell on the offensive line. He had no time for Derek Carr, and I think they're going to pay a veteran, if anything. Trade for somebody or pay a veteran. Jimmy Garoppolo's in that mix. He has history True. with uh, Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. as his OC. Uh, so I think that they're going to select a big, brutal brute at offensive tackle, take Broderick Jones at seven. Yeah, that is definitely something that could happen. Uh, eight... Who's that? Falcons? Falcons. I, I, I think they're just going to go next best edge or highest edge. They could go I think could go Miles Murphy. They could go uh, Lucas Van Ness. I think I'm going to go Miles Murphy. You know, I was bouncing around here. I, I, I've i become a little bit underwhelmed with Miles Murphy. That, that, that's my, that is my pick. I have them mm-hmm. selecting Miles Murphy. Although that as a scout and somebody that's been watching his film, I've been a little bit underwhelmed with him. I think that him and Tyree Wilson couldn't be more similar. Yeah. Him and Tyree Wilson literally have, like, very similar game. I just see more power and movement from Tyree Wilson that grants him a higher selection. But, excuse me, <laughs> B.J. Ojulari, I think, if he were to have an excellent combine in rows, I think this would be the pick that he goes. Interesting. At, that Like, I'm a big B.J. Ojulari fan. I think he's mm-hmm. the best pure pass rusher in this draft class. And that's exactly what the Falcons need. They need somebody that can rush the yeah, passer. After historically bad front seven unit, they need La- last two, get. three seasons. They've been dead last in about right. everything pass rushing. But Miles Murphy for now is going to be the pick here. I think that's a fair yeah, assessment for him. I agree. I agree. Number nine, just because I don't, he hasn't gone yet in my draft. Panthers will take Anthony Richardson. I think that would be an absolute gift. Absolutely, they would absolutely luck out, and they would get six four, two hundred forty guy, two hundred forty pound guy, who they just missed. Being able to pair him up with CMC, that would have been a dirty read option. But I have Anthony Richardson going number nine to the Panthers. I think I have. I think this is flip-flopped. You had Stroud going to the Colts. I had mm-hmm. Richardson going to the Colts. You had Richardson going to the Panthers. I have Stroud going to the yeah. Panthers. I think Stroud fits the system a little bit better than anybody else at this point. Um, Frank Reich, as their head coach, he's going to look for uh, try to get the ball out quickly, especially with that offense. Um I'm very familiar with how they run their offense. It's it's very quick. They didn't do it well under any of the previous quarterbacks, but that's because they just kept scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, and, yeah, I just think that Stroud is the best fit in this situation. I'm a big fan of Stroud and his touch. Um, but they do have the offensive line to keep him upright. So that's they something do. that – That is a plus. And think – I mean, DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall, they have a good – Young did they group. trade for Lavisca Chanel? They did trade for Lavisca. That's who I was forgetting. But yes, that's a pretty solid young group that they yeah, can that go upon. It's a solid wide receiver core. They have some solid weapons, um, solid pieces on that on that defensive side. So if they do go quarterback, he wouldn't be in an absolutely horrible system like some of these guys would be going into. Yeah, but um, he could make it work at, at number nine. No matter if that's Stroud or Richardson, I think they could make it work. So number ten now, and you said. You gotta, this is the Eagles now. After the, after a Super Bowl appearance, they have the 10th overall pick, which is mad. Yep. So go ahead. I think because of money situations, they're not going to stick with Miles Sanders because they're going to have to pay the franchise quarterback, and they're going to have to keep some of that defensive unit together. Yeah. And I know they've already voided like six people's contracts, which means that they're hit, hitting the open market. Mm-hmm. So they're they're looking for ways to save money, and that's why I have them, I have them selecting uh, Texas running back B. John Robinson here. Okay. 
I think yeah, that would be just like, – I would take Bijan over Miles Sanders every day of the week. That's my thing. Yeah. And some people will disagree with me. I don't know why. If they've ever watched B. John Robinson on film, they'll know that he, he might be – I think he's a more power, powerful version of Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen his footwork, a tape on his footwork. It's really dirty. Yeah, he he, he is extremely powerful. Bra- he breaks arm tackles. He's mm-hmm. just he he's great in the passing game, which is exactly what they want. But they, right. I think, I think the best option. You have the tenth overall pick after a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. Go go upgrade at a position that you can upgrade at. Mm-hmm. You don't need to take team need immediately. Yeah, I agree. So, um, actually, I think that the Eagles are gonna. St- stick with Miles Sanders because he said he'd take a pay cut. Well, yeah. He said he'd take the minimum, and I think they would stick with him for one or two more years, and I think they would just go because uh, I'm pretty sure they have to – there's no way they're going to be able to resign all these corners. So I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna, say they take Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Yeah, that's a good guy. I out like of him. Oregon. Number 10 overall, I think that would be – I think that would be dangerous. Yeah. He is – what is he, like 6'4"? And I, don't, I don't know if he's that big. Let me look. I thought he was that tall, and he he was scary coming off off. Uh, he's six two to a one. Okay, still pretty big for a corner. Still he, pretty. He's big very for a very locked down. You want yeah, press is. man coverage on that guy, he will lock you down. That's that's the scary thing about because you know they play a lot of man defense or or they did last year. They could obviously get away from that, but that, I think they'll probably stick with it. And. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, he could be scary in that Philadelphia secondary. Yeah, for sure. So, I think I, I like I, he's he's one of my favorite players in this draft mm-hmm. class. So if they re-sign Miles Sanders, that's what's happening in in Philadelphia. It's either that or Edge, depending on where some of these guys go. Because I know they have some old guys at Edge, maybe they do. tackle. They have an older unit. They have yeah. an older unit. Um, I think that's that'd be it for our our number ten. We can. Perhaps in a few weeks, listen to Dravens, and, and I know you want to do a full 31-team mock draft. Yes, sir. Uh, a few weeks. So that'll be three weeks from today because I don't think we'll have a show next week. It'll be spring break, and then we'll be back <clears throat> yeah. to the following weeks. So that'll be three weeks. So, And I wanted to run through this CBS hypothetical. Okay. The one you talked about earlier. Just, just I don't, Did you see the whole thing? I did not see the whole thing. Okay. All I saw was Anthony Richardson was at one. Okay, Anthony Richardson won. The Colts trade up. With the Bears, they go, they swap one and four, and Anthony Richardson goes one. Okay. Bryce Young, two. All right. We talked about that. Jalen Carter, three. It's such a crime, bro. Why are they so low on Will Anderson? It's not just CBS. Everybody's so low on Will. It's so weird. Will goes number four to the Bears. (sighs) Jeez. Will Levis goes five. No, dude. Over Stroud to Kentucky. Devin Witherspoon. Wait, where is he going at five? Uh, to the Panthers. Panthers straight up. Jeez. That's six. terrible. Six is Devin Witherspoon uh, to the Lions. Okay. Tyree Wilson is seven to the Packers straight up to get Tyree Wilson. That makes no sense because Rashawn Gary has <laughs> exactly. been playing lights out. <laughs> Ravens, I guess, trade Lamar because they trade up for C.J. Stroud. <laughs> Le- yeah, trade Lamar to the Falcons. I've seen rumors about that. All right. <clears throat> Um, is it Kalijah Cansey? Ooh, that's a that's yeah. a zesty pick. Uh, D line. I actually really like him. That would be Seattle. I have him going late first round, but uh-huh. but I am a big fan of Kalijah Cansey. I never knew how to pronounce that name. Uh, Kalijah Cansey uh, out of Pitt, D line from Seattle. Not well, not a terrible pick. Well, the thing that people get excited about is he gives off AD vibes. 
Like interesting. Is like he, he is. He's a little undersized. He's six foot. Okay. So he he is a very very powerful like upper upper half. Yeah, a frame right there. He yeah. he he's untouchable after his first step. Is my thing with him. Like I like him. I just don't think he goes that high. I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of issues with uh with mobility in that mm-hmm. instance. But yeah, I I mean. I'm I'm afraid to do that myself because I do think he yeah. is a CBS top Sports cooked pound. it up, so maybe you can yeah. cook it up too. And then Lucas Van Ness uh, going ten to the Eagles, which I think would be an awful pick. Uh, here's the thing: of Van Ness is my my thing with him as a prospect is he literally is a carbon copy of George Karloftis. Like in every <laughs> essence, he's a power based guy. Yeah, has solid moves. There is no rush. speed in yeah. his game. He has no variety in his pass rushing maneuvers. It's all bull rush. Yeah, Karloft is over there. That's something I did like about Karloft is he developed a couple moves. Exactly, yeah. Which, which helped him uh, get some sacks later in the season. He, and he really came alive. He had like uh, six sacks in the last seven games or something like that. And uh, it came, he had one in the playoffs. So that but is something I like about Karloft. It's literally the exact same. Like 6'4", 275 is what Van Ness mm. is weighing and, in at. And maybe he could develop with Hassan Reddick because yeah. uh, Frank Clark definitely helped George Karloft develop on that edge. Well, they're like – Reddick and him are two very different players. That's the thing. Yeah. And I know I know uh, Frank Clark and, and Karloft are different guys, are different rushers too. Yeah. But he did help him develop, so maybe Hassan – could help him on that on that edge, but that's would be an interesting project on the edge for Philly. So I don't know if I have anything else to talk about. There's only two of us here today. It's a kind of a slow news week. Oh, uh, one last thing, if you don't have anything else. Oh, yeah, the uh, projected cap uh, for the 2023 season. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 58 million over the cap. I did Yikes. not know that. I didn't know that at all. The second would be uh, the Saints at forty-seven million over, and then the Browns at twenty million over. The Browns, I think they can live with that. They've... Yeah, the Browns will be fine, but the other guys, uh, Tampa Saints Bay, and Bucks, yeah, will for, go for having no answer at quarterback. That division is going to be historically bad. Who? The NFC South. Oh yes. Tampa Bay will be going into a rebuild. I'm assuming the Saints will be surely very soon going into a rebuild. Panthers are drafting a quarterback. We'll see how that works out, and then the Falcons, who are already in the middle of a rebuild so falcons might come out of that division number one at this point falcons like, or panthers i think are winning it yeah and the way i see it like, <laughs> with like seven wins tampa bay might have to trade chris godwin i think they should if like, they don't get a quarterback, clear up some money if they don't get a quarterback why why can't they why shouldn't they i know he's been there for a while but man this is for the sake of your team you're 60 million over the cap yeah they, they had to cut some player like I've seen a lot of Levante David trades out there, which mm-hmm. not a bad, not a bad start. Yeah, a little bit of Devin White ones, even though I don't agree with that. Devin mm-hmm. White's a great player, um, but yeah, I mean Levante David trade, Chris Godwin trade that would put you. I don't know how much money they're making, but I'm assuming that's going to put you back into under single digits. Yeah, it, those two um, are probably making each. Tw- uh, David's probably making 15. Godwin's making over 20. Godwin's making over twenty. I didn't know. that. I'm guessing. Like that's my assumption. That's a uh, a little a little too much for me for a wide receiver too. So uh, anyway, I don't know if that's any anything else we have. Yeah, I think that's pretty much. We it we me. should have more because we'll, uh, next time we'll be on the show. It'll be three weeks from now. Yeah. So we will have a have a lot more to talk about then news wise. Maybe will free agency open up by then? I don't know when that opens. Uh, I believe so. Maybe. I think it should because it should be a month before the draft. It should be first week of March. Uh, you're right. It should be first of March. And that's during spring break. 
when does free agency open up? It is, it says February 21st, and that's not correct. Uh, I think March 7th. Jeez, oh, yeah. That's going to be nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, March 15th, excuse me. Ah, so we'll have it before. It so does up. it open up the that Thursday? What is three weeks from today? Um, hold on, let me look. Oh, it opens up the day before we come back. Oh. So we'll definitely have stuff to we'll talk have, about. We'll have some, yeah. We will. Okay, so that works out perfectly. We'll have stuff to talk about uh, three weeks from today. We'll have some free agency stuff to talk about. We'll have, I guess, possibly some trades to talk about if stuff goes down, how these teams are going to how these teams are going to do uh, come draft time, how these teams are going to do come free agency time and cap space-wise. And I think that's all we got for today. It's just me and Brock again today. We'll be back with all three of us here in three weeks from now on the 15th. Or no, on the 16th, excuse 16th, me. 15th, yeah. 15th is free agency. And we'll, we will uh, cover everything that happens from now and uh, to then in that show on the 16th. So, we will see you guys then, and be sure to enjoy some more music here on KZLX. Thank you so much for listening.